Hi, my name is Todd Johnson, and I'm here with Chris Kosteltz and Jeff Peterson to welcome you to GRIP, a four-episode podcast about developing a deeper relationship with Christ and each other through the four letters of the word GRIP. Instead of being in the world's grip, guys, I want to be in God's grip. Four letters, four episodes. Today, we're going to talk about the letter G, which stands for being in a a group. And we've got a great guest and some great, great scripture to get to guide us. So let's get a grip. Ah, all right. Well, hey, guys. Great to see you guys again. Great to, it's, uh, great great to see you. Great right, to I, be back. I, I, great to be back. That's right. So I have to say, I don't know. Have you guys heard this? Um, I mean, I know you guys know who Chris Tomlin is, but I have had... So he did a compilation record recently right. with all these Nashville artists. Which is like right up your alley. Christian oh, and country. Oh, Here we go. Like, it was almost like Tomlin was like, okay, Jeff, I, I did this for you. Like, <laughs> dear Jeff. Anyway, there's a song on it. I cannot get it out of my head. It's called Be the Moon. And it's all about reflecting. Like everyone wants to be something. Everybody, in fact, I think that's a line. Everybody wants to be somebody. I want to be somebody too. I want to, and I'm going to hack it. But it's basically, Could I want to. you wanna, sing it though before you no, tell us? Okay. No. <laughs> but it's amazing. And I love it so much. First of all, it's catchy as heck. And Brett Young's on it. And he's awesome. And yeah. But it's this whole idea of like, and I do, and then I didn't mean to get so deep so early on in the show here, but it's it. like what I love about it is it's, it, it is all, it's a whole, it's a plea to just reflect. It's all it is. It's not about generating your own, you know, energy or your own sun. It's, you know, being your own sun, if you will, mm-hmm. continue the astronomy metaphor here. It's about reflecting God. And mm-hmm. that's what you, that's what they want to be. That's what the guy, the, the Tomlin wants to be. Super cool. Did they? Did they do like an album or was it just yeah. one song? No, no, no. There's no. like 10 songs and it's like... Uh, um, and are you fans uh, of the other nine? Are oh, you a fan of the other Thomas nine? Rhett. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Here we go. Huge. Next thing you're going to tell me they got Eric Church on there. No, no, that would be... <laughs> yeah, that, that's your guy. That I know you will, the, Jeff. I love Eric Church, yeah. So it's great though. Be the moon. Oh my gosh. It's really, really, really good. All right. Well, enough... enough uh, uh, Enough, uh, but it, but for listeners out there, maybe like check it out. Go check it out. <laughs> check it out. Like, Chris, are you a country head. fan? Uh, uh, for like three weeks in the middle of the summer. Okay. Yeah, I just put the windows down, drive loud country. That's yeah. fine for me. Okay. Mostly songs about drinking, which is ninety five percent of country. So no, uh, like that's pretty much yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my kids, my my fifteen old daughter, she's about to be really excited about that album. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Same thing with Jeff. She's like country. And Christian, yep. let's go. It's done. So. Done. And I, so my last little coda on this whole thing is because I'm a huge music fan overall. But I find that a lot of country artists are just really, really great about their faith. They, <clears throat> they write about it. They talk about it. I mean, they're just unapologetic about it. And I think mm-hmm. that's another thing where, because I grew up, I mean, ironically, I hated country music. My dad was a huge, like, you know, Statler Brothers and um, uh, Oak Ridge Boys. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like it couldn't get worse. And I love it so much now. And I think it's a bit of a Holy Spirit thing, like drawing me to it because of this deeper, I don't know, I just find these these artists to be so convicted and so just courageous. Jen, Jen my wife knows a great 
uh, I'll watch any country like award show because yeah. of what you just said. Yeah. They're yeah. always pointing to, uh, to Christ. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like the only watchable <laughs> award show, <laughs> really, yes. out of all yes. of them. Like, <laughs> uh, literally all of them. So. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll get us back on track here, but uh, uh, thank you for indulging me on in my new favorite song. All right. So we are here talking about uh, the letter G. So, uh, Todd, give us a little bit of, uh, before we get to our awesome guests and, and, and everything else, what, uh, it, it just ground us a little bit on, on what the G of grip really means. So, so the idea of G being in a group, uh, I know it can be intimidating to some, because I've been in a group now. Actually, I'm in three different groups. But that, that letter G was just a common trait with all these men as I was in my, and I'm obviously still in my journey with Jesus, but just... In this journey, watching men that are older and, and much wiser than me, a common trait they had was, oh, you're in a small group, or how many small groups, or how, how long have you been in a small group? And it was just this idea of, well, what does a small group actually do for you? Um, it, it's just a huge aspect to being in that, in that pillar of trying to pursue God with other men and or women, you know, because we're in a couples group too. So uh, it, it's, it's a chance to get into the classroom of God with other men and women and to uh, journey in that together. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think it's also important to go back and let's check out, see what scripture says about, about grouping, about getting with guys, getting with uh, others to, to kind of grow in faith as a group. Uh, I'll, I'll just hit just go right to the the classic piece of, of Old Testament scripture. Like <laughs> the greatest. I almost feel like 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 I'm uh, I'm I'm uh, doing something super easy here. But Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Mm. And I just think that's so beautiful. Like mm. this idea of when we are in a group and we're with other men, journeying on our our, our faith walk with Christ. You know, we got rough edges. Like we got parts, we got burrs on us. Mm. You know, that need to get worn off and. There's really no other way to do that than than in a group than to, to rub up against other guys in a way that helps to smooth out those edges and and really actually helps to 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 perfect us as a tool or a weapon whatever we're supposed to be. Um, I was thinking too about how steel's produced and this idea of you get this this raw piece of steel and at, and somewhere in the process you have to temper that steel mm -hmm. right and I think sometimes in, in small group we we are tempered by our group. Because um, when you temper steel, what it does is it it actually m makes it stronger and less brittle. It actually makes it less hard and more supple, but it also makes it stronger and less brittle. So we're we're more resilient. We're less likely to break mm -hmm. when we're making this journey with other guys. Um, you know, if you if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with others. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, really being in a group is all about that. Yeah, I love. Uh, going into the the New Testament and what Paul tells us about being in a group, and I love the word encouragement because I think that's what we can do as men. Is that you know, I, I never want to come across to another man, hey, I'm better than you. Um, I'm a sinner, and, and I need mm -hmm. Jesus in my life, and I need other men to hold me accountable. And I love what Paul tells us in Hebrews. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's Paul. I might be corrected on that. That that's up for debate, right? <laughs> but he says he goes, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. So there it is. Yeah. It's like, let's not, you know, it's easy to stop coming to group. And he's saying, no, let's stay in it and let's encourage and pursue together. Yeah, yeah. totally. I love that. And I, you know, I was thinking about, you know, in, in leading up to today and, and especially this uh, episode and talking about small group. And I've been really trying to like actually sim get, get more and more simple about, you know, faith and, and just really distilling things down to the, the essence. And, and so I, I, you know, when I just think about it, it's like, you know, Jesus had 12 guys, right? I mean, that like his whole thing was like, I, he, he, 
ministered, he lived in community, you know? And so for me, it's also like, well, you know, I'm just trying to do what Jesus did, period. You know, and if, and I feel like if I just, you know, live life like that, you know, then it's like, well, okay, this is, because obviously God could have created us to be completely independent Mm. and be able to get through this whole life on our own. And he didn't. And even his own son, himself, he chose to surround himself with other men. So I just, I think, I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of a cool kind of aspect. Yeah, I mean, if we believe that we're made in the image and likeness of God, God himself is a trinity. God himself is community. Yeah. God himself is relationship. He is love, right? We say it all the time, like God is love. And love doesn't happen except for in this relationship, right? In this community. And and so if we're made to image that, if we're made to mirror that, mm-hmm. and we do that in the relationships that we have, um, obviously with our wives and our families, but also in these these groups that we can be a part of. And um, I think if we don't do that, we're going to miss out on, on part of this journey, right? And part of this understanding and part of this mirroring this 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 god right that that we all believe in and that who loves us so dearly yeah that's cool well todd you've got a great guest here for us to talk about groups so why don't you uh why don't you set us up here and uh and let's meet this this champion of of uh of many things one uh, small groups being one and and it's great as i introduce our guest because he and i are nodding at each other right now are you guys you guys want to join one of our groups? I was I'm just say. loving this. This is uh, this is awesome. So thank you. So so uh, I've got a dear brother here, Jack Rotz. Uh, Jack is the father of three boys, three young boys, and is married to his beautiful wife, Lynn. Jack and Lynn both. Uh, well, let me get the bad news out of the way first. Jack is from Wisconsin and happens to be a big Packers <clears throat> fan. Glory, oh, <laughs> glory. Uh, the, but the the good news is both Jack and his wife served our country. Jack served in the United States Navy for ten and a half years. Uh, I've known Jack for about ten years, uh, doing mission trips with. Uh, Jack down in Mexico, and now have the pleasure of being in two different groups. One is a Bible study group, and one is a couples group where we're using the lens of Jesus and how he wants our marriages to look. So Jack, welcome to MANA. It's great to have you here today. Oh, thank you, Todd. Thank you. It is a complete privilege. And and like I've been saying in the emails and text messages, all glory to God. Amen, brother. Amen. My prayer has been, he increases as I decrease. Mm, Indeed. Awesome. So, so let me just let me get us started. So, you were my first choice when I was thinking who's going to represent the group. And when you think about your journey with Jesus and how it's progressed over the years, how would you how would you relate to someone about how has small group played in your pursuit with Jesus? Yeah, certainly. So, you, you really touched on it um, in your intro that we want to draw closer to God. Well. When we draw closer to God, it through faith and through the prompting of the Holy Spirit, it it it's how He created us to draw closer to each other, especially those that are in the body of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So very early on, when when Lynn and I were first married, we were in a, more of a tr- I would call a traditional church, um, the Bible Belt. We were down in Virginia Beach. We're traditional Sunday school. Here's the thing with Sunday school, and I'm, I'm not bashing it because <laughs> discipleship happens. Right, right. It, it does happen, but you, you, you got your Sunday game face on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we have, we have so, some so. laughter. Hopefully, the right. listeners can, can kind of relate here. We're not as transparent. We're not as open. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're in church, so we, we feel we should be polished and, and have this facade and, and all this stuff that's just not real. So when we moved from Virginia Beach up to Minneapolis, Minnesota, 
it was on our hearts and we had already started talking about it down in virginia beach about small groups Mm. in home how the first church even began was right in the home intimate open transparent where god can just we talked about i think it was chris that man we got edges and burrs and we need pruning you Mm -hmm. know john 15 talks about that as we're grafted into the vine he's going to prune us so that we can produce more and that's what lynn and i wanted we wanted god to produce more not only in our lives what we were experiencing but in a group yeah so through and this is just the church that we serve at um i'm just thankful that each one of us go to a different church, but you know what? We call Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, Amen. and that makes us brothers. Amen. And that that gets me just yeah. all kinds of excited. Did the, did the specificity of that that communal or that community sort of you know, um, and, and helping to form and shape and and I again I loved Chris when you bring up the the iron you know for sure you know because we do you know get better when we when we're able to encounter just a little bit of resistance at times, yep. you know, and just make sure. But, but you know, has the group thing always been part of your faith kind of journey, or is it something that as you've gotten older, you have kids, and I mean, has it, has, it, has it taken on a more kind of articulated kind of role in your faith? Wow, Jeff, you, you bring that, you like throw me all the way back to June of 2000. So to, June of 2000, when I gave my life to the Lord, so mm-hmm. later on in my life, mm-hmm. 21, 22, I think I was. And uh, so I've, I've been walking in my faith journey, my relationship with Jesus for, for 20 years, right? So what happened June of 2000 is I gave my life to the Lord and I went on my first deployment. So I was in the U.S. Navy, first deployment, we're going to war. Um, and, and when I got out there, I'm newly saved. So my mom sends me my Bible that I wanted nothing to do with for a graduation gift. Yeah. And I read through the Bible four times in the New Testament, six times. And as I was reading it, I was like, I can't do this alone. Mm. And out on the USS George Washington is when I wow. started my first group. That's awesome. I have good so I, got, I had so a cool. group of guys. We, we started with four and we ended the deployment with six. And that was my first yeah. group. Well, and nothing happens by chance or luck. But Absolutely. wow, the fact that you found Christ before you went. Amen. That's that's wonderful. Amen. What what I, I know I know we're supposed to talk about groups, but I gotta know like what happened. Like how did it how did that happen in before you were deployed? Was there? Uh, yeah. So you know, God uses all different situations in our life. Yeah. So I was previously married. Um, marriage was completely deteriorating, and. Um, Oddly enough, God, he does have a sense of humor (laughs) on how he uses things in your life, right? And I'll keep this um, story short. But what happened is I was actually in a pyramid scheme. Um, So Primerica, and sorry for anybody that's involved with that. We can edit that out. Um, (laughs) But it's it's just the facts. That's where I was in life. And part of their training was, um, you know, church folk need life insurance in in mutual funds and annuities so go to church yeah well i had an invite to go to church i wanted to make a bunch of money like they were telling me i was going to make so i went to church and but that's the but thing what Lord what, said, what, what, well, yeah. what, what man intended or what's that you're better according to what man intended for, for evil yeah. for harm god, god used for good, for good. amen so just got amen. you there amen oh, amen so, so cool got me there to hear his word um 
you know, and I was exposed to his word. My parents were saved and, and all, but it, that four Sunday. So two weeks before I was going to be deployed, um, it, again, traditional S- Southern Baptist churches invitation after every single, um, service and never had the boldness to go forward. Yeah. But that Sunday they asked if you, if anybody needed prayer and I knew I needed prayer. I had already been asking people to pray and, and I'm not saved. So this, I put my hand up and of, of course the elders and the deacons of the church, this, this frail, I, I don't know. I always think that he was 80 years old. Um, but in my mind, this is Methuselah coming to me, if you will. Complete respect. But he said, son, do you know Jesus? And I couldn't even wow. I, articulate no. Yeah. I mean, I was a mess. Yeah. And, and that was the day. Oh. Um, but from the start to where we are now, um, you know, God has just always had people on my heart. Yeah. And, and part of having people on your heart is, is getting to get doing life together. Yep, yep. So um, 10 years, well, a little over 10 years ago is, is when we first formed our small group. And, and again, it was just, God brought us all mm-hmm. together. It was just beautiful how we're together and, and for how long we've been together. Mm-hmm. And, and, and these are our core people. You said, you know, with Jesus, the 12, yeah. These are our 12. Yeah. Did you have a, 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 obviously you were part of a small group when you were on the USS Georgia or whatever that was, but did you also have a formal, like actual like Bible study group or was that just more of a, I mean, the Holy Spirit was working all the time anyway, but did you have like a formal sort of like Bible study uh, when you were serving or or not? Yeah, so some of the chaplains that I served under, they yeah. were outstanding. Love mm-hmm. Jesus and and again, I without a doubt nothing happens by chance you mentioned that yeah. it was divine intervention god had his plan all laid out i just needed to walk in yeah, it that's cool. um so yes the chaplains were awesome but again it wasn't enough just like sunday school is not enough mm-hmm. what what eagle brook church offers on a sunday that's not enough if if we're just looking to be fed from one source it's not enough we need daily feeding mm-hmm. um so with that, you know, we, we started the small group and, and from there, it's just been beautiful how God has worked not only in our lives to, to identify other opportunities, the group that goes to Ensenada, the group, our marriage group, as, as Todd had mentioned, mm-hmm. that him and I are, are involved in. Um, well, after one trip coming back out of Mexico from Ensenada, Todd and Brian had gifted us with with this beautiful book and and forgive me, brother, I don't remember the title I, I, of it. But there was a few different ones, but I think the this very one first was uh, was it the Matthew Kelly book? Yes. Um, uh, Chris, help me out. Which Matthew Kelly book? <laughs> this is uh, right. This is recollection by committee here. Rediscovered Jesus. <laughs> Rediscovered Jesus. There yeah. you go. Yes, yeah. that is. It was Rediscovered Jesus, and yeah. and so Sean Ingvelson, um, dear brother, dear brother of ours, yep. dear brother in Christ, he had this his whole group of, of scholastic leadership workers yep. with him. And, and, and what happened was just sidebar conversations. All of them had concern that they were going home and they didn't have a group to plug into mm-hmm. all different parts of the country too, all over the yeah. nation. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, Sean, what are you, what are your thoughts on if, if we set up, you have a conference line and we just go through this book with your group. And he goes, I never thought of that. Yeah. That group still meets oh, every Monday night from 
four years ago. Yeah, mm. pre-COVID, you guys were doing the technology. Way pre-COVID. Wow. So That's awesome. yeah. COVID has nothing on God, I can tell you that right now. So so that group was about this book, Rediscover Jesus. Um, but for somebody who's not like in a group and has never done it, like sounds like you've been in lots of different groups. What do you talk about at a group? Like what, is, what have your groups been about? Like what's sort of the, and what makes a good group in that way? Like what's the content? Yeah, that's a great question, Chris. So, you know, very similar to what we're doing right here, allow the Holy Spirit to lead. Mm-hmm. Really bathe that in prayer. Mm. Um, one of who is it, God, that, that you want us to be in a group with? You know, one group that I'm praying about right now is a group of men in, in our new neighborhood. Mm. So there's an opportunity arise with the guys. Um, uh, it's a Tony Dungy will actually be one of the guest speakers coming up on April 17th. And, and I'm going to have a group of guys and, and their sons for a rise for mm-hmm. the guys yeah. and start a group. And we'll see what God does with yeah. it. Chris, I love the question because <clears throat> our, our, our the my Bible study group's been meeting now for almost 26 years. Yeah. And I love I always love when I'm talking to someone else who's in group. I'm like, well, what do you guys do? And they're like, well, we do this or that. And what do you do? And well, we, we always do a book of the Bible and then we go and read a book about the Bible. And then we'll go back to a book of the Bible. and then a book. So it's always interesting to kind of hear what other people are doing because yeah. every group isn't for everyone. Right. And I think actually, I think that is for someone who ironically, I don't even know if I've been formally part of a group. Okay. Wednesday um, mornings at eight. Jeff. <clears throat> I know. Amen. Amen. But I think, I think speaking for the rest of my well-intentioned brethren out there, I think sometimes it's intimidating. For sure. Because if you don't know a lot of scripture or you don't know how it works, I mean, I think that question that you asked, Chris, stops a lot of guys from even looking into it because they just feel like it's not their crowd. They don't want to be the one in the room that doesn't know, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, sure. Methuselah. Or whatever yeah, sure. <laughs> and so I think it's important for what you guys just said to come out that, you know what, it's, it's, it's not, first of all, it's never about you anyway. It's about the Holy Spirit. Just get together. Amen. Just for whatever reason and see where it goes. Be open, you know? Yeah, Jeff, like one of my groups is we're like, we would never call ourselves a book club. We are not a book club. <laughs> we happen to read books. <laughs> and we actually happen to read books and drink whiskey. But um, that's the point. And, uh, but we're like, it's intense. It's four guys, right? And we talk about the 12 of Jesus Christ, but Jesus also had a group of four, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Peter, James, and John and him make four. That's a quad. And mm-hmm. I think like, a lot of guys like are intimidated. I don't want to walk in a group, a room with twelve dudes, and they all know their Bibles, and their Bibles all look like Todd's Bible, and mine's like brand new because I just bought it and got it from Amazon two days ago. And I don't want to do. Like, first of all, they're gonna love that your Bible's new, and they like love it. Second of all, though, like a smaller group can be helpful, kind of that those first steps sometimes yeah. too. But I mean, I would encourage anybody who is worried about the content of a group, and Jack, maybe you can speak to this more again too. Like, it, my experience, I've never walked in a group that wasn't real first. And then we talked about Jesus Christ. Like, it's not like there's some, you said Sunday, right? The Sunday attitude, the Sunday face, this facade people put people. No, like people are real when they get in a group because it's a safe place. Amen. Amen. So uh, let me just make it very, very clear. I am not who I am without Jesus Christ. Hmm. And, and so to, to think that I am anybody would just be a, 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 of a fallacy Mm -hmm. um so don't be intimidated that each one of us are walking a different journey your journey chris looks different from my journey 
where you're at with your relationship with Jesus may be different where I'm at. In, in our very original small group, we had, two, we, had, we had two couples. They weren't even really sure if they were saved. Hmm. But God was working in their life, and, and they took that first step. See, God doesn't expect us to have it all together. Quite frankly, God knows we don't have it all together. Yeah, it turns out. Um, <laughs> um, he, I'm reminded of that every day. And, it, and it's humbling, but there's such joy and peace to know that I don't have to have it all together. And, and when you share that and when you're authentic with others, people are drawn to that, that, wow, you know, you're, you're not some self-righteous, you're not a Pharisee, right? Um, you're just real. And, and I can relate to that. And, and when we're real, especially as guys, and, and I'm not trying to stereotype or anything like that, but in, in my time here on earth of 43 years, um, when guys are real, God just does something special. Totally, with that. totally, yeah. And guys suck at being real. I mean, that's the they thing. do it, it, without it, a it doubt. It takes a long time to get past a lot of the ego and whatever we were all raised with. You just have to undo those things, thaw that out. And I totally agree. I'm I'm just smiling over here because on on this past Wednesday we had a a new guy join, and we always have new people join our Bible study. We had a new guy, Kevin, join our Bible study just a couple months ago. He's never read the Bible, never. And on this past Wednesday, he just you know we're we're going through John and we're reading about Judas, and everyone's just okay, yeah. And he just goes, "You guys, I'm really sorry, but I'm really struggling." He goes, "I don't get this Judas thing." And I, I don't understand free will, and I'm just trying to trying to wrestle with this. We had probably one of the better Bible study sessions we've ever had because yeah. the question was asked, yeah. mm-hmm. and it wasn't like, "Well, here I've got the answer." It's like, "Wow, you know," because you know, after Judas leaves the room, Jesus talks about you know where they're going to be going after him. Like, why did why did Jesus do that after Judas left? Why didn't Jesus tell him when Judas was there? So the idea was this question that we never really thought of that. It just, and it was from a new guy. It just spurred mm-hmm. on this awesome conversation and it got real. And we're still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That actually, first, one other question I had, and Jack, maybe you can speak to this. What if there's a group of guys out there that never had a group? They are new in their, their Christian faith and they want to start a group, but none of them feel like any of them are expert enough to be a group. Like, do you need to have somebody with a PhD in scripture study to start a group? Like, how, how does a group like that start? Or what do you do? Yeah, so great question, and and how I would answer that is, you don't. There's so many. First of all, um, and I firmly believe this that that we need to be grounded and rooted in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Bible, extra biblical studies are fine as long as those extra biblical studies always bring you back to the foundation of of God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. In, in God's word. Um, so God's word is, is the truth, the absolute truth. Um, are there things in there that, that we're going to really wrestle with and struggle with? Absolutely. But again, listeners know that it doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. God is God and we are not. Hmm. And I think having uh, study guides, I mean, there's different guides that I love. And I love when in our, in our Bible study, when everyone's kind of got maybe a different study guide or mm-hmm. something different and, 
And we, in, you know, sometimes people say, well, I learned this in church. And so we'll try to pursue that. But we also, I, I've found the best Bible studies are the ones that say, we're not going to have the ultimate answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of who God is and who we're mm-hmm. not. Isaiah 55, my ways are not your ways. So if, mm-hmm. if we just start with that, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And we're trying to go, well, I don't understand why God did this. Yeah. Guess what? You're not. Yeah. How do Amen. you, though, if I can just ask a really logistical question, how do you, and this is for everybody, because you've all been in groups, do you find, how do you balance the need, and maybe there isn't a need, but, you know, because I, I love the whole, like, dialogue, the flow, you know, this mm-hmm. idea of just get a bunch of guys in a room and bring your Bibles and see where it goes. <laughs> but, I mean, at some point, you know, I would imagine you, you still want to have, you want it to be constructive. You want people to be leaving thinking, you know what, I really got something out of that. And so how do you manage, how do you manage the group, you know, so that it's, it doesn't just devolve into just this wispy sort of thing where everyone leaves and like, okay, I don't know what just happened there. I mean, is there a way to, is there a leader, you know, that kind of just keeps track of the time and keeps people on task or how does that work? Yeah, that's not me um, (laughs) at all. I'm not a good timekeeper at all. That would be somebody like Todd or my absolutely beautiful wife, Lynn, Um, all my type A's that surround Uh, me and I love them, right? Because I'm not. So I've, I've come to, instead of it being a, a source of contention for between my wife and I, it's a, it's a beautiful gift that God has given her. Yeah. And, I, and it's just a huge asset in our marriage. Um, so she's still working on um, how God created me, which, cause I'm a loose cannon and a goofball and, you know, <laughs> Trying I to just, get that appreciation I, right? to go both ways. Yeah. <laughs> so no, she loves me to death. And um, so to answer your question, so you don't have to have all the answers. You know, when you said that, I, I thought about uh, a dear neighbor of mine in, in our previous community. You know, he was just, he has tons of questions, super intellectual. And I was like, God, what are you doing? I'm not smart. I'm on the shallow end. Mm. You, you just let me wade in the little kid's pool when it comes to a lot of intelligence. So with that, I was like, this dude's like crazy smart. And just, yeah. I was super intimidated. And I was like, God, this is you. <laughs> Because you're bigger than him, you're bigger than me, and and you created him, so you just use this mouth for whatever you want to say to him. So we we got together, and man, he had these deep, deep questions about God, and and we just you know mulled it over, and and I just kept bringing him back to God's word. Mm. That look, I don't have all the answers. Amen. None of us do, you know. There was only one that walked on this earth and he was able to walk on water and he hung on a cross and he died for all of our sins. His name is Jesus Christ. He has all the answers. Mm -hmm. We can only humble ourselves. And that's why I said in the very beginning of, of when I was introduced, I need to decrease as he increases. Because when those challenging questions come, when that person that just seems unlovable, but God, the Holy Spirit is just on your heart to, nope, you need to go over there and love on this person. Mm-hmm. And that, that's going to look and sound different for each situation. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead, that's how it keeps going. After 10 years having a small group where, quite honestly, we don't know of any other small group. And this is not boasting. This is boasting in the Lord because we keep it focused on him. Mm-hmm. And, and just like Todd said, the curiosity of Keith, we should be curious. We should be curious to get to know 
our creator, our heavenly father, more and more each and every day. And the, the icing on the cake, the frosting that's so sweet is that we get to do that in a group. Yeah. We get yeah. to do that and do it, do life together. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's probably, um, glory to God. That's Thank good. you, Jesus. That's great. Amen. Ta- that's Todd, cool. I was thinking, uh, not Todd, Jeff, I was thinking about your question about what do you do? Like, how do you do this? And I think there's two keys, right? One, and, and check I said, but have a, truly have someone who's going to take the role of facilitator every session. And if that rotates, that's fine. Mm. Um, or if one person's good at it and everybody else is fine with them doing it, like, I think that's really important. The other thing is have a method. And I think either the group needs to develop its own method and write it down so that like, this is how we're going to do chit chat. This is how we're going to get into the subject. This is how we're going to do the next thing. This is how we're going to end. This is how we're going to do takeaways. Um, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was in a group once that they ended every session with everyone going around seeing what they're grateful for in their life right then. And awesome. uh, it was really beautiful because oh, everyone left like totally uplifted. Yeah. Like regardless of what happened <laughs> in the rest of the study, like that moment was beautiful. <laughs> Um, but, and that method could also be given to you by a study, by, by a study guide um, or something. Yeah. Um, but I think those two keys, if you have a method and you have a facilitator um, and some clarity, uh, you know, a lot of groups, I think that, that meet over a long period of time, either lose their method or, um, or they really just give up on it. And, and after a while, like the group starts, people start walking away yeah. and you're like, why? Well, we stopped the purpose of coming together stopped being there. And that's why that method is really important. I'd also encourage too, that, you know, we've had people come and not stay in our group. It's totally fine. We have this uh, great guy named John who actually was, was in the priesthood and uh, God called him out of the priesthood. He's now married with three kids and just an awesome guy. And he came, met with us for like six months and afterwards just said, I'm looking for a a, a different group with people who are just, you know, he he was just looking for someone that was, everyone was deeply versed in scripture and and that wasn't us. And total, and and my encouragement was him, I pray you find that. And so that Mm -hmm. would be my other advice is, you know, you give a group a try, that doesn't mean that's your only shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. So many different So Chris and Todd, you bring up great points. So you you do need to have structure, right? It, It is important, especially for longevity. So, um, what our groups look like is is we either begin or end in prayer or even both but i'm i'm going to borrow or just steal that all yours the thing the the (laughs) gratitude what are you thankful for that That is awesome that's powerful so to open up in prayer and you know because that's a lot of times prayer requests are are, some can be very heavy and it's very personal and and but to, to be able to lift that up to the lord straight away and then to be able to focus and then to bring that circle that all the way back to what are you thankful for? Because there's always something. If it's yeah. grace alone, that is enough to rejoice every single day. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're like a soundbite machine. Okay, I've been <laughs> listening to you here, and it's like you say so. I can't wait to re-listen to this because there's so many just wonderful things. Jeff's Twitter account is about to blow exactly. up from Jack. So exactly. I just want to throw one other thing on this too. I remember, so I think about the guy, so I rededicated my life to uh, Jesus at a Promise Keepers event back in 1995. And I just remember the guy, one of the last speakers when we were leaving was, if you don't get in a group, because you're on the mountaintop right now, if you don't get in a group when you leave here, this weekend was for nothing. Yeah. And, and thus out of that, came the group yeah. I'm in today. And so my plea to, you know, to anyone listening is to say, 
just go start a group. Don't talk about it. Just do it yeah. and, and watch the fruit. And it's not going to happen overnight. I think about the fruit that's come out of our group. It's been a series of years. Yeah. But. yeah. So as we wind this thing down, actually, that's a good segue. Because I wanted to ask for just some parting words. Okay. So we've talked about a lot of great stuff. So much. And again, Jack, I've got a, I've got a load of sound bites that I'm just going to like replay on my playlist now, along with Chris Tomlin. It'll be the greatest hits. So, and, and, and Todd, maybe those wor- would be your parting words, but, but, but we'll just kind of do a little round. Uh, we'll, we'll go around. Jack, let's start with you, though. Parting words specifically to groups. People are listening. They're like, all right, here I go. What, what's, what, what's, your, what's your parting words as it relates to getting in a group? Oh, my parting words would be um, men... Women, um, listeners, it, no matter where you're at, if, if, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but you, you, you want to look into this and, and see what, what is this Jesus thing? What is this relationship? I'm curious about God. Um, get involved with, with a group. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I would really encourage that, that if you know someone that, that is of faith, that has their faith and trust in God, that that's a great place to start. Um, and, and, and just ask them questions, ask them any questions, be real, be, be transparent for those that, that are of the body of Christ and, and your faith filled and, and you've been trying to go at it alone, either um, for those that are single or those that are married, again, get involved in a group. Mm-hmm. When, when I think of a group, in, in the Great Commission, go therefore and make disciples. That's what being part of a group is is partly about. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's doing life together. It's growing in your faith first with Jesus, and then as you grow and you're and you're deeply connected and and grafted into the vine of Jesus Christ, it those horizontal relationships go much much better and they grow much much deeper so i I just i I encourage you i I plead with you even um that if you want to grow and and you want to see god do amazing things in your lives don't try go at it alone get involved in a group that's i love chris when he said if you want to go fast go along if you want to go farther amen together so chris what are your what are your parting words yeah, I was thinking about um, the guy out there that like doesn't know how to do this, right? And I would say two things. First, uh, one, like it doesn't have to be complicated. Like you got, bu- you got, you got brothers you already trust, you already lay your life down for. Go to them and just say, guys, what if, what if once a week we got together, even just fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and we just pray together? I know it's revolutionary. I know we've never done that before, but I want to try it mm-hmm. and try it for four weeks, whatever. Um, Oh, and the other thing I'd say is the other suggestion I'd say is you don't know how to get this started. You're not a starter. Just go to your church and ask because the, the person in your church is either a going to hook you up with exactly the right group eventually, um, or B you're the guy that they need walking in that door to start that group that that church doesn't have yet. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, know? Awesome. And so don't, don't be afraid to go to the larger body of Christ in order to, to, to find that small one. Yeah, that's great. Excellent. Todd last uh, parting <laughs> words. He literally stole my, stole my gig. <laughs> Ditto. You know, it's, Chris, you're spot on with that. It's, it's, it's go to your church. And, and I would also leverage technology. You know, if people are concerned with schedules and how busy we can get, you know, try meeting. Maybe it's, maybe it's every other week we're going to meet in person, and the other every other week we're going to meet over Zoom. Mm-hmm. I, get creative. Uh, but, but the idea is to, to start something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and starting with your church is, is awesome advice, Chris. Thank yeah. you. 
That's great. Well, God, it was great to meet you, Jack. That's just, uh, no, you know, thank you. I told you he's a warrior. I was going to say, we're, we had a home run out of the first letter. I mean, this is, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for the next three. There you go. <laughs> Likewise. Likewise.